So welcome back. I'm Ben. And I'm Carrie Nikolai. And we're with Coldwell Banker Seawert Realtors here in Wisconsin Rapids. That is correct. It is good to be with Coldwell Banker. It is. Um, first of all, it's, you know, pre-recorded shows, but we're nearing the end of February here. And congratulations. We've, Thank you. We've been on WFHR for a full year now. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know we had an anniversary. Yeah, it's about the middle end of February. Oh, really? Yeah. It's been that long? It has been that long. And there have been a ton of changes over at the radio station. Yeah. You know, we in. should drop off some cookies and some jelly yes. to them. As, as, a, as a thank you for having yeah. us on this, you know. Um, we, we do sponsor this show ourselves. So mm-hmm. we do pay them money to be on the air. And, you know, a little bit of... A little bit of extra stuff should go a long way. I'm sure they'll enjoy that. Right. No, but it's it's been good. You know, we spent this whole year talking about real estate, a lot of ups and downs, and had some really great guests, a lot of really interesting things going on in the community. Right. And, it, you know, one thing, if you haven't heard or figured out, real estate is really a roller coaster of, you know, you can start off the morning with everything looking pretty good. It, Starts to go downhill just a little bit more, but then all of a sudden something will happen. A buyer or seller will change their mind and decide to accept an offer. And then you're back up on on the, okay, cool. This is what we've got to do. We got people excited. Um, or you got some people who are sad because they didn't get that offer. And it's the little bit of the roller coaster of emotions throughout the whole entire day of, wow, I'm kind of a little tired, but you get a phone call. Someone's excited about going and seeing a house. So that kind of motivates you again to get excited. So it's always been the ups and downs. Oh, yes. So it's been a good year. You know, thank you all for listening to us mm-hmm. the past 12 months here on WFHR. And we're excited for another year ahead for sure. Yeah. 2022 is going to be quite interesting. Yes, it is. So what do you want to talk about first here in this new hour? Okay. So in this new hour, I think we definitely need to jump into the market and kind of take a look at what's going on with it. Um, I've got some overall um, numbers, historical transactional data from January. So we can. Excellent. And we always want to jump into that. So do we want to do January 1st and then do current stuff? Let's do current stuff. Okay. Let's do current stuff. All right. So current stuff. So as of the 23rd at eight o'clock at night, um, in all price ranges, we are looking at 16 homes available to go take a look at and write an offer on. All right. That's pretty good. And I know a good portion of them came on the market recently within the last couple of days. Right. So if we kind of look at our average days on, well, if we look at the average days on market, if we look at all of them put together, we're looking at 116. Right. So we have some that are on there that have been on there for quite a while. Because um, like we got a couple of them that has been on for over a year, but that's okay. It, those homes are going to require a special buyer. So they've got some unique things to it that not an everyday buyer is going to be wanting to look take a look at. So um, when we're looking at those price ranges, we're just we're looking at that going, okay, wow, we got some homes to take a look at. So those budget friendly, we always like to put those under that hundred thousand or those investors sure. that are listening. So investors under investors, budget friendly homes. Um, under a hundred thousand, we're looking at seven homes. Well, that's, that's in all pretty, range. Yep. That's a pretty good offer. And they're kind of, they're, they're all over the place. Uh, we got some in Wisconsin Rapids. We've got uh town of Grand Rapids. Let's see here. We've got, oh, we got a really great one down in Nakusa. That's a two bedroom home, about a thousand square foot mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. It's got mm-hmm. a single stall garage. Uh, that's listed on Garrison Avenue for seventy four five. Okay, yeah, that would be great for an investor who mm-hmm. wanted to get into maybe rental properties or whatnot. Right. You know, really, I believe it's got a semi fenced in backyard too. Right, and convenient to get onto uh, Highway thirteen or seventy three. Sorry, right. um, go over the bridge and you know head south onto County Z and get access to the lakes area. Right, and it's. Very close to a lot of the city amenities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, too. I want to say it's probably like a half mile from Market Street, which is the main road. Yep. If a person likes to walk and do that or grab a bike ride in the a fair weather, you yeah. know, got a lot of options. 
Um, and if we jump up into the, you know, we're going to go from 100,000 to 200,000, we are looking at four homes. Which okay. this, this area has grown a little bit. I think last week, I, we didn't have anything under, under that price. Or we only had like two. I think there might have been two. Yeah. But still, for someone wanting to sell their property and it'll be located in that price range, um, not a lot of competition. Not a lot of competition. Which means you're going to get a lot of eyes on your property real quick. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so our next, our next group is going to be that above that 200, above 225,000. And that's where the last five homes are located is in that next bracket. And that goes all the way up to the 506,000. Well, that's not bad. Only no. a half million. Right. Right. I um, mean, last year we had a number of properties on the market that were twice that. So mm-hmm. we're doing pretty good. Right. So, yeah, I mean, we've got lots of opportunities out there in individual price ranges. And I know your next question, Ben, is going to be, what does the Rome market look like? Carrie, what does the Rome market look like? Let me do some little bit of clickety-clack here. A little, little clicky on, on the mouses. Yeah. Um, and, and now... We we had, I think, 13 in our list from last week, and now we're up to 16. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing, and it's it's hard to put a number on it because we don't have the data information right at our fingertips, but we see a lot of houses come on the market and go off right away within uh, the first five days. Right. So we are, we're, we're definitely still seeing that. Um, so if you hear us week after week saying only there's like a dozen houses that are in the entire uh, area that we're looking for, there have been a whole lot of transactions, uh, probably double that, I'd say, um, rough guesstimate. You know? Well, we, before we came on the air, I looked at how many homes are listed in the greater Wisconsin Rapids area, mm-hmm. and there was 56. And out of that 56, only 16 were able to go right in off on. Right. All right. So kind of the Rome area. So we were talking a little bit today at our sales meeting about the Rome area. And so that's covering down by Camelot, Sherwood, Arrowhead. Along the Petenwell Coast. Along the Petenwell Coast. Um, so just in the municipality of Rome, mm-hmm. we're looking at nine homes that are available to go take a look at. Okay. And, and that's outside of the Wisconsin Rapids area that we were talking about. Correct. So this is a, a new category. This is a total new category. Um, we got some really great homes. We're starting low off in about that one sixty five thousand, mm-hmm. but we've got some very beautiful homes. So if you're looking for that second home, a little bit of a getaway place, just a little weekend home, we do have some availability down in that area. So some are on water, some are not on water. It's just what are you looking for? And this is roughly about that time where this particular area starts to warm up. Well, not, not like actual weather and temperature wise, but I think it is still warming up <laughs> over there. I think it is a little bit warmer because we go south. A little bit before us. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. So we're, we head we're headed south, south. That's where the warmer weather is, is to the south. Where the margaritas and the sand beaches go. Yes. Right. right. Um, yeah, I, I have noticed that too, that the activity there has started to pick up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the warm spell that we had. A, a week our, ago or so, kind of got that spring fever in with a lot of people. Our and full spring, right? Yes, we're we're in full spring. It's gonna get cold again. My goodness! And that's where I like to stay is in the full spring until the real spring shows up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, we've got some some good opportunities down there as well. So we've got a, some of them's got some some acreage to it. So uh, looks like the most we have is an acre and a half, roughly, and. Some good choices down there, and it all depends upon what you're looking for as far as in that area. Right, and we can help you navigate through those nuances as well because some have direct access to to water, some have deeded access to water, mm-hmm. um, some are HOA, HOA, right? Some are not. Um, a lot of covenants and restrictions. Some are more restrictive than others. Mm-hmm. So let us know what you're looking for, and we'll help suit your uh, searches for that. Okay. And a lot of times we'll get 
um, kind of a background first scene on what's coming up before um, you, we might have an inkling that something will be of interest to a particular buyer. You know, and that's one of the benefits of working with the realtor is when we have a seller come to us, we, we immediately in the back of our head try to connect it with buyers that we know of. Mm-hmm. Um, and even throughout our office, you know, for our, our weekly sales meeting, we go around the table and uh, they tell us about other buyers with the other agents in the office too. Yeah. We, we are, our buyers are starting to get that spring itch as well. Yes, that is for sure. Um, my other favorite one to talk about of current market here is going to be our vacant land. We love vacant land this year. I love vacant land. Vacant land is is my favorite just because it's one of those things where you get to stand on a blank slate mm-hmm. and dream away. The sky is the limit. Well, on I, these. I, actually, the covenants and restrictions are the limits. Yeah, that's true. And but that, that's, that's different depending on where you are. We can dream of our marble flooring and our granite countertops much as we want standing on vacant land. It's all about the kitchen with you, isn't it? It pretty much is. (laughs) Came close. Came very close to finding my five-star kitchen in a residential home. Came very close to it. All kitchens are beautiful. They're wonderful. They're great. Um, Just have to understand my chef background just a little bit. Um, I always compare it to a commercial kitchen where things are laid out just a little bit differently very differently so and we could go down that whole rabbit hole because commercial kitchens not are all the same or laid out efficiently no (laughs) so there's always a lot of fun stuff when it comes to kitchens and myself um but i don't think we've ever found one kitchen where we just said no this does not work well no well there there have been some very 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 unique and disheveled properties that had kind of kitchens left so but most of those were in properties that the purpose of selling it was to knock down the property and start all over again right right yeah good anything else in the area that you'd like to talk about okay so vacant land mm-hmm. favorite place to go dream have a lot of good times with we're looking at 132 options that's land and lots land and lots so a little bit or a whole bunch so definitely have some options there. Um, we want waterfront. We can find you a nice, pretty stream to live next to. All the way to, we've got stuff on Napco Lake that we can hook you up with. Mm-hmm. So everything in between as and well. Everything in between. We got city lots. Mm-hmm. We got country lots. We got golf course lots. Oh yeah, we got golf course lots. Yeah. Whichever side of the river you want to be on, you know to access the that side of uh, Wisconsin Rapids because mm-hmm. you know, each has benefits being closer to different um, amenities. Uh, uh, amenities and uh, roadways to get other places as well. So we do find a lot of people living here in Wisconsin Rapids and working elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So if you're working up in the Marshfield area, you know, maybe the west side of town will be more of a benefit to you. Right. So yeah, we've got plenty of opportunities for vacant land and Definitely give us a call about vacant land. We can help you out, find you some some land. And builders are still building. That is the nice thing to hear is that builders are still building. They're still enjoying working with customers. So we, can, not, make a, we can make a pair. We can make a match. I'm not sure how much of enjoyment they, they get these days just because of their frustrations with supply chain as well. Yeah, they're frustrated too. Just, yeah, yeah like you said, the, the supply chain. So if you are looking at building, um, the words on the street are the supply chain is still very fluctuating. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very much in flux. So prices and availability are all over the board. Right. Um, And we've heard of people wanting to build and they're getting estimates that change daily almost. Mm -hmm. So that's also a roller coaster ride. Um, Luckily, we're a little bit detached from that in the real estate space, but we aren't. Right. All right. Well, Mm -hmm. good. Well, that's all I got for the market. Okay. So what's currently going on? Um, Definitely have some options. We got some lots, we got some homes and we can help you find a builder. 
So the Wisconsin Realtors Association does post housing statistics for sales from previous months. Okay. Okay. So the numbers are in for January. Home sales, the number of homes sold in January statewide um, is not the highest January ever. Mm-hmm. That was actually January of last year. Uh, January of last year was 4,777 homes. Okay. This year was 4,578. So about 200 homes less statewide. Okay. Remember, a lot of those, oh, excuse me, most of those have started the process, you know, a month or two beforehand and actually closed in January. Right. Um, so really we're, we're starting out the year on a, a good foot, a good footing compared to January's past and January closings have always been slow because those would have started in November and December, which are holiday months. I still would like to make a chart out of every single year, you know, our year one, what did our closings look like in each month and just kind of see if there's a pattern forming of, you know what? Yep. After definitely after the pandemic that it shows that January and February, those colder months Mm -hmm. we've have increased in sales Mm -hmm. just with, with us just in our, our little tiny corner of the office. I think it'd be kind of fun to see just as a visual. Right. And, and these numbers are statewide, then broken down into region and county. Okay. And at the county level, we can even then break it down through the MLS into sold data for our area or even municipality. Okay. Um, so we, we could pull up those. And actually, I'm finding that they trend pretty much ac- across the state. So if the numbers from the state are down a little bit in one month or higher in another month, mm-hmm. that is the same trend that follows through uh, the rest of the numbers down to our local level as well. Okay. Pretty much. Okay. Um, the, the one that changes a little bit is the median price. Right. And the thing with median price is because depending on where you are in the state is a totally different market. Right. And totally different price range. So if you're in downtown Madison, that's going to be a hugely different price then down, downtown Nakusa, downtown Milwaukee, downtown Stevens Point. Right. You know, it just is what it is. Uh, so the median sale price statewide for January was 231000 Okay. Um, now, remember that because when we get down to the county level here in, in a little bit, it will be different and it will be less. Okay. So statewide is $231,000 for a median sales price. Okay. That is the highest median sales price that we have on on the list since 2007 for January. <clears throat> it's not the uh, the highest median price overall. Uh, I believe just looking here quick, that was 2021 in June, which was 256 so even though it's January and, and those sales probably started in November, December, they could have started a little bit before, but, you know, that last quarter of last year, right? Uh, our prices are still stable and slightly increasing. Um, a, lo- a lot of the economists, you know, Zillow and Yahoo Finance, they're indicating that overall um, in the country, price growth through this next year is going to be double digits. Um, and I'm predicting that in our area, especially central Wisconsin, it's not going to be quite that high, but we're still going to grow. I think it'll be back to that normal three to 5% growth uh, just because I, I, I don't think um, we can sustain 20% growth again for a current year. People just won't be able to afford it, you know? Right. <clears throat> so let's look at our, our region. This is a central region of the state. Had 272 houses sold. Median price 
turned out to be 180,125. So instead of the mid 200s, now we're we're down 50 grand or so. Or so. But that's because of our geographic jurisdiction. So that's Marathon, Wood Portage, Juno Adams, I believe Clark, and then over to the east just a little bit. I forget what those counties are. Now we can. Washera. Washera. Wapaka. And Marquette. Ooh. There we go. Okay. Cool. So you can look at the map. (laughs) If I look at the map, it helps. Right. So Wood County, we had 56 houses sold in January. Okay. Which uh, again trended exactly as the state averages. It was not the highest. January, that was last year. Um, In our case, we had 67 sold last year, and this year was 56. But these two are pretty much the highest that we've had since 2007. Well, we're still doing, you know, two, close close to two, one and three quarters of a house per day. I mean, you're looking at January. I mean, you're looking at the, the, on on average. Mm Mm-hmm. As far as closings go, about a, a house and a half. Roughly, yeah. Roughly. Um, it's hard to sell half of a house. I know. It's always kind of weird when they when you try to figure out the, the average and it gives you a half a home. Um, median price for Wood County sales was $145,500, okay. uh, which is the highest median price for a January. Like I said, this goes back to 2007. Now, we have had uh, statistically high Januaries along the way. Um, for the longest time, they were in the right around $90,000 median price. Uh, there was a couple that jumped up to one hundred and twelve, one hundred and thirteen, dollars um, But now consistently here, again, since the pandemic correction, 2020, 21, and 22 have been 119000 134,000 and now 145,500 for median prices. Mm-hmm. We're seeing that uh, fairly much in Wisconsin Rapids area specifically, you know, Wisconsin Rapids and Coosa, Port Edwards, we're, we're right about that 145,000 for median prices. Yes. So th- this, is, this is normal. Um, we can look at last year altogether and the month, months. Actually, with the highest median prices, those high prices were $175,000. So a lot of that is, uh, again, statistical. So if we're selling a, a few houses, uh, about 10 houses less than we did last January, mm-hmm. statistics are saying that, obviously, your prices are going to be a little bit less, especially if you compare selling 56 houses in a month versus selling 113 and 111 with those high priced months, you, you don't have as much, uh, as many numbers to offset, yada, yada, yada. Right. Math is statistics. It's fun. For some people. For some people. But we can, you know, high level, we can see general trends as well. Right. Um, we're keeping on, let, let's see, the, the year to date average of the median prices last year was 150,000. Okay. So our January here at 145.5 is pretty darn close. It is. And like I said, we're we're I'm I'm anticipating only the three percent ish category overall for the course of the year. So mm-hmm. this is that little bit on trend. It's just a little bit up, but we're not jumping double digit points. So a lot of people are are kind of worried that that's what's going to cause another housing crash or economic bubble crash related to housing. Um, I don't think prices are going to keep doing that to cause that crash. Okay. Um, a lot of people are, are indicating again, Yahoo finance is a good one. I read an article that if there's anything going on with housing, it's just lack of availability. And once builders start building heavily again, and we are seeing a lot of building growth in this area. We are. <clears throat> so that that's going to be kind of the supply and demand that could be uh, a housing issue that's ongoing. And it's going to be kind of hard to get back into that. Mm-hmm. 
or excuse me, it's going to be hard to combat that until we actually get more houses. So, and, and it's, it's interesting to kind of ponder why all of a sudden we have so few houses to sell when we've never had that problem before, really. Right. This is like, even JR has said, this is the first time he's ever really seen this. There's always been availability. Do you want to go buy a house? We can get you in one. And now all of a sudden we have one house and there's 40 people who want to see it. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, and start thinking of reasons why people aren't selling. Well, obviously it's the, where do you go? Right. Because we, we aren't displacing, you know, we, we haven't had an influx so much of so many people in our area. Um, and, and the weird nuances with the paper mill as well. You know, we haven't had an influx of workers come in yet. Right. So even in our area, trying, trying to kind of sort that out. Uh, a little bit is the second home market is popular in our area. It is. So people having multiple houses. Um, it would be an interesting statistical analysis to compare that, you know, uh, how many home occupants are able to purchase a house versus how many houses are actually sold and then look at how many have multiple houses, you know, and kind of compare if that's a trend. Um, I think we're also seeing people staying in their homes longer and not moving into assisted living. Right. Now, <clears throat> um, I think there's a lot of options for, you know, the, the stay in place with um, at-home care and things like that. And people are in general living longer. Yeah. So these are all good cultural things as well. Yeah. So if, if anyone has a definite answer, go ahead, let us know. But I don't think there's one. There's multiple and it's very layered and very unique as far as how we got here and to how to get out of the housing shortage. Right. Um, I'm also seeing, uh, you know, a, another trend of the younger crowd, I guess you could say that the new, the people who are newly able to get into housing. Our early twenties and thirties. Sure. Or, or they're just swinging into the financial situation that would allow them to, you know, even if they are later in life by age, mm-hmm. you know, and so they're seeing that, Home ownership, especially, you know, with prices increasing like this, you know, I wish I would have bought a home two years ago. Right. And now they're saying maybe I need to in order to secure that investment for the future. Mm-hmm. So that that's a good thing. Right. Definitely. Uh, a lot of people are getting out of rental and getting into housing uh, as an owner. Yeah. But then a lot of people are also seeing the converse of that, and they're able to purchase the house to rent to others. Right. So it is a good time. It is an excellent time to list or to work with us. To both. To both. Mm -hmm. So we're about halfway through the hour. Okay. Real quick, where can people get a hold of you, and where can they find us on the internet? Well, they can get a hold of me by calling 715-323-2577. And this is a very textable number, too. So if you don't want to call, but you just want to start a nice little text conversation, feel free to do that. We're on Facebook. So look for Carrie Nikolai, Cobble Banker Seward, and you'll find our page there. Or you can type in Google MyRapids.com or MyNacusa.com, and that will take you right to our website. And you can look at some homes. You can send me a message from there. And we'd be happy to chat with you about your housing needs. And there are still a lot, um, a, a lot of houses to be seen on the website. Mm-hmm. Um, so even if they do have accepted offers, kind of get your taste buds going and find out what you like, and you know, get some ideas of what the prices actually are for the houses that you might be looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, and like we always are saying now, especially talk to your financial. Advisor. Side of things. Yep. <clears throat> really figure out what you can afford and how you can get into that property that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. So, anything else about I the market? I don't think so. Do we have Melissa Dittman Tracy? At least do I get her name right? 
You did. Thank you. Awesome. So the National Association of Realtors publishes a styled, staged, and sold blog. Uh, this week's blog is the hot home trend of elongated tiles. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm always a big fan of tiles. Of tiling. Tiles. I like tiling. I like laying tile. You, you had a couple of interesting experiences. Um, a lot of takeaways from your tiling experiences. Cut in the grass. Just take the saw. Outside. Outside. In the grass. And cut there. Not on the kitchen counter. That's kind of messy. Actually, it was in the basement on the counter there in the basement. Kind of tiled myself into the basement. That's a long story. But then the second time, just painted our breezeway and laid tile. And I didn't realize that all the dripping and all the wet was right on top of the newly painted, not fully cured flooring. And so spent the next two days trying to clear out all of that stuff from the entryway. Ended up, I think, repainting part of it because that was the easiest way to do it. So take it fully outside in grass and cut in the grass. Take that table right on outside. Make sure it's a plastic one so it's easy to hose off. That part I got right the second time. Mm -hmm. But just take it all the way outside. A cutting tile with a wet saw is very messy. It is extremely messy. I remember laying tile with grout. The grout gets everywhere. and Take the rings off. Your, your jeweler will appreciate you for removing your jewelry beforehand. You'll be remembered <clears throat> in the jewelry store if you take it in covered in concrete mud. Times you'll never forget. No, no. Good times remodeling. So elongated tiles. All right, yeah. tiling. Uh, lengthier styles are adding some contemporary contrasts in kitchen backsplashes and home flooring in general. Okay. Supersize the tiles. Go longer and wider. The look is gaining popularity throughout the home. Long and linear backsplash tile is offering a modern twist in kitchens, according to the home remodeling website House, H-O-U-Z-Z. All right. Which recently listed the trend as one of the top to watch in 2022. Um, we see a picture here in front of us. It's a neutral white kitchen the backsplash they did with a white subway tile but instead of the traditional two by four inch or even a a four inch square or two inch square right um it looks to be a two inch by 24 oh um but then you can also mix up those lengths well and it's really hard to see the tile in this Mm -hmm. because they picked a cream with a white background or with the cabinets are are white, white. Mm-hmm. The tile itself is cream. I'm really having to squint. And it's not because I'm old, but really having to squint to try to find where that tile is. It's okay. We're on the radio. They can't see it either. Okay, good. Also, tile flooring in this case that mimics the look of wood plank. Oh, yeah. Yep. And- now that you point that out. Now I'm like, okay, I'm grabbing it. I'm hoping right. it's somewhere in that description says that's what it's supposed to be. Okay. Uh, tile are getting bigger in the flooring as well. Extra large tiles can make spaces appear larger, particular, particularly if chosen in lighter colors. Also, larger tiles mean fewer grout lines, less to clean. Right. Regardless of size, one flooring trend heading out of style are square tiles. That's from flooringinc.com. Mm-hmm. Instead, tile shapes are moving more toward the wood look plank. The bathroom is the exception where large format tile remains trendy. Um, I, I, I will take a note from the other research I've done with uh, tiling, especially in the, the bathroom, because it's got more of a temperature and humidity swing. Mm-hmm. Um, you really need to make sure the base that you're putting the tile on is good, secure, contiguous, and sturdy. Yes. Be- because with big tile, If you have weird things or movement under the floor, you start to break tiles. Right. Just from what what I've researched. Okay, back to the article here. In the main living spaces, longer, wider planks are being favored 
in making floors appear larger and more open and are becoming a classic staple. On the other hand, short, thin planks are starting to look outdated. So compared to wood flooring, okay? Yeah. Uh, a lot of wood floor pre-finished, do-it-yourself, you know, you have it in your house, are either inch and a half or two inch wide, and then random lengths. Right. The trend, say, in a farmhouse look would be to use four inch, five inch, six or eight inch wide boards. So the the tiling trend is now mimicking those large wooden planks. Okay. You know, everything old is new again. Right. It says here, beyond elongated tiles, watch for a more uniquely shaped tile that also enter more flooring choices in 2022. Bold geometric styles, like hexagonal tiles, are offering a vintage classic style that is being used in a more contemporary way. Flooringinc.com expects hexagonal tiles to show up in more interiors, particularly in colors like whites, blacks, and grays. You have a picture, and it's a kitchen that does have hexagonal tiles, and they mixed up the whites, the grays, the tans. They did. That'd make a really hard hopscotch. Right? Kids would have so much fun with this. Right, and if you did it right, you could make your own hopscotch. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, the suggestion is to randomize that, or at least the patterns. Mm-hmm. You know? Now, this kind of goes back to what we had talked about in some previous episodes of getting into more of an organic form and really bringing the exterior into the house as well. Right. Um, nothing in nature is straight lines. So even just using hexagonal to break up those you know, square tile formats, you know, have something that's a little bit more organic. Right. I think the longer mm-hmm. I wait to find tile for the bathroom and for the kitchen, that will actually find something I like and I'll be ready to put it in. Well, maybe. Um, again, you know, home remodeling is all about compromise. It is. Just like buying a home is all about compromise. Mm-hmm. And with the supply chain shortages, you just, you just don't know. Right. So unless you have your heart set on something, maybe finding something close is going to be the good way to go. So what are you looking at for flooring choices in the house? I I always have that cross between I really like tile. I like working with tile. I like laying it. I like how it looks in a home mm-hmm. and the ease and care it is. But <clears throat> Putting it in, I've never done a huge room. So we would be doing the same tile in our kitchen dining room as in the two bathrooms. I've done an eight, I think it was eight by 12. I think the last kitchen was eight by 12. It was more like 10 by 10 by 13. It was something along those lines. Mm -hmm. So that was the largest one that I did. And that took me the good majority of the day to do it. Yeah. I mean, I think I started it at 7 o'clock and finished at 3 a.m. So, But now you've got practice. I know. So I just, I, I'm not too, I'm not yet 100% convinced that I need to put tile in the kitchen. I'm okay with putting it in the bathrooms. I think that's where it's, it's where traditionally it would be the best thing for a bathroom floor is to have the tile. Sure. But... I love the tile when I put it in, in at the last house, mm-hmm. but again, it was a smaller space. So I don't know. I haven't had explored all my feelings on the whole entire let's tile the half the house. Well, the last bathroom you tiled, uh, you did use some larger format tiles. Mm-hmm. Um, and those were, were heavy and that were, it was a little cumbersome. Right. And I wasn't sure if I was getting the tile completely level. I felt some of the tiles kind of went in when I put it down the corner side down. I think I dug into the, the, uh, the mastic. Yeah. Just a little bit too much. So it wasn't laying flat. It had a little bit of the tilt to it. Now, granted, I was able to pick them up, add a little bit more junk underneath and put it back down, but it just didn't, I wasn't 100% comfortable with that large of a tile. Usually the the medium 
style or sized tiles are, are easier for a homeowner just mm-hmm. because of, of things like that. Right. Um, there are a lot of, well, there are a lot of good YouTube videos on how to do it, but there are a lot of good products to help with leveling and spacing as well. Um, they, they, spacing was good because I, I like my little, right. Little squares. Well, or... they, they, they've got, um, they look like T shape sort of spacers and they actually protrude up farther than the face of the tile. They then have a slot that you can drive a wedge through and that'll cause the tiles to remain level with themselves. Okay. And also since they're in between the tile, they're in the grout line that creates a space, your proper spacing. Well, I had the little plus ones. Right. So I was trying to, I was using three Mm -hmm. for the short sides and I think five for the long sides of trying to get everything so it was always level. So it was kind of like, I realized it was not probably the best way to figure out level. Um, but our spacing was beautiful. It turned out really good. It turned out really good. Um, but my problem was the whole entire, the tiles were just too heavy. So mm-hmm. by the time I would set them down, you know, they weren't level this way. And I know everybody on the radio can see my hand tilting like in all the great directions, but um, there was a couple of them that were a little questionable of, I think they were a little too low. Okay. And so doing a large room that we have mm-hmm. for the kitchen, that's where I'm not the most comfortable. Well, are are you contemplating using those large format style tiles in here again or the more, you know, 12 by 12 that you did in the last kitchen? I would want to go with a bigger tile. Well, see, and, and the other thing that can help is a textured tile. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what, what we did use in the last kitchen, um, where it's not like a smooth glaze, but it it does have, you know, kind of like a blue stone, almost uh, right. rough hewn right. sort of feel to it. I did like the tile that we did put in the bathroom at the last house. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind doing that again, but again, it was just a little bit too big. But I don't know if I need like the suction cup holders to that, help put it on. That's a lot of it, um, and that's why DIY projects don't go as quick or as smoothly as the professionals do because professionals obviously invest more time and money into those specialty tools right? and how to use them. So yeah, the, that's where I'm kind of on the fence of what to do with the flooring because we also looked at doing the high-end linoleum. Or the, the vinyl plank. Or the vinyl planking. Mm-hmm. I kind of looked at, at everything at this point because I like the idea of the whole entire quick snap together stuff. We watched you put it in the project house. And that went pretty quickly. It really does. A couple hours, you had a whole entire room done. And I, I think that's really the the DIY friendly option. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's much better if you have the really high quality contiguous sheet vinyl instead, because yeah, obviously then you don't have any seams and you, it's completely water Tight. waterproof, watertight. Yep. Um, well, I shouldn't say completely, I don't know the specs, but you don't have any cracks for things to work their way through. Right. Um, even though the high quality plank is technically waterproof, I don't think the seams are fully water tight. Right. And seeing how we come in from the garage right into the kitchen, from what I've learned even this year, that's where a lot of the dirt is. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a super high traffic where I don't want to be replacing those planks all the time. Mm-hmm. So going with a tile would be better. So again, it's just a matter of what are we going to do? What's the end goal? I don't mind doing the bathroom and the laundry room with tile. It's just the whole entire kitchen dining room situation. I'm not sure what we need to do. Well, and, and like I alluded to before, uh, steps in the process overall. So if you're going to plan to be in the house for a decade, are you going to plan on redoing the kitchen at some point as far as cabinetry goes? And do you just want an interim solution for the flooring that'll get you through and modernize things so you know you, you can feel like the house is more modern? Mm-hmm. But then once you do get you know eight, 10 years down the road, who knows what we're going to have for flooring solutions? There could be something new and, and even better. Right. I'm not going to go with the peel and stick flooring in the kitchen. Okay, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> Just to hide our nice 1970s laminate that we have. 
It is definitely brown. You do feel like you did bring the outside in because it's mm-hmm. very cobblestone looking. It is. But. But it's in, and physically it's in good shape. I think this is like the same tile that was, or the same linoleum that was in the kitchen in the house I grew up in. Well, congratulations. It's nostalgic. It's like moving back home. Mm-hmm. But I would like to see something be done with us. But again, I'm not sure exactly what direction. I know the peel and stick would be very cost effective. And quick to install. It'd be quick to install. It would look different. It would be that whole entire mindset of. It's, it's new. Different. It's fresh. Right. Right. It, it's, it's modern again. But it's going to, you know, it'll buy me two years or three years down the road where, right. yeah, we might be able to find something that's going to be a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And it'll be easy to remove. So now uh, another option and consideration that I had is, is working through this in the project house. I put in a, uh, a click lock of flooring. It's pergo, you know, mm-hmm. whatnot. Um, but it was fairly thick. <clears throat> right. So it was about three eighths inch thick. And the previous owner had put in a similar style floor throughout the kitchen. And then in the hallway leading to the bedrooms and baths as well except they just installed it over the existing floor, mm-hmm. which was, um, some of it was hardwood and some of it was leveled up with a, a secondary subfloor to match the hardwood. But now they just put the plank right over all of it. Right. And they didn't take out the cabinets when they did so. No. Nope. So now my toe kick is Toenail like, kick. yeah. And I, I found myself a couple of times you know, if I'm doing something near the, the kitchen sink or whatever, especially with shoes on, mm-hmm. it I, I'm scuffing my shoes and that's no good. No. So something to consider, you know, um, and we were thinking through the, the projects here as well. And we know that these cabinets are on top of the flooring instead of the flooring just being buttered up against the, the toe kicks. Right. You know, so that's why in the thought process of if you're going to move the cabinets or change the cabinets to a different layout, maybe not investing so much in a new flooring right now. But if you're doing it in the bathroom, you know, it, and you find a tile that you really like, maybe purchase a lot of tile to do the whole project. Yeah. So lots of options. Lots of options. Lots and the of nice options. thing is I got a place to store it. Right. You have a whole basement. I have a whole garage. You have a whole secondary garage. Right. <laughs> but very lucky here. Um, I happen to live on an acre with the second workshop outside. Right. Yeah. So yeah, That's I it. mean, definitely lots of things to come to as far as looking at the, the flooring. I mean, waiting to see when the larger tiles do come to the Rapids area. We'll be checking out Menards and Home Depot and Lowell's to see what they have and kind of look at some some choices. And it's it's always interesting. Um, we have a, a few repeat clients who kind of do a fix and flip or at least fix up and rent. Mm-hmm. And they tend to invite us back after the uh, after their renovation is done, so we can enjoy that and you know see what they did with the place. And, and it's kind of fun swapping uh, remodel stories with each other. It really is. And then uh, when they want to buy their next house and we go tour homes and kind of how that mindset works of this is a project opportunity and starting to understand what projects they're willing to take on and what they think is hard to do or that they would have to contract out, which is different than our skill set. Right. Um, and then certainly different from another set of buyers who are looking at it as a homestead. And, you know, we could see the same property with these two different types and styles of buyers. And the people looking at making a home there have a whole different set of parameters that they're looking at to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it, it's really neat working with the, the different people in real estate industry. Yeah. and then. Definitely. Well, even even the homestead mentality of we're going to do this as as a place where I want to live and, you know, keep it for a whole bunch of years. You know, it's 
some of them we become friends on Facebook or or whatnot, or bump into at the uh, the supermarket a year or two later. It's like, hey, why don't you come over and take a look at the place? I've done a couple of things. It's like, oh, well, never would have thought of that. Or kind of remember back to the other people that we took through and that's what they said they wanted to do. And this is another person's take on it. You know, yeah. It, we, we like that social aspect of real estate too, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and definitely with different, now that the outdoors is, Hopefully, I still have the fingers crossed that by March 17th, we can have no snow. We can be green grass. I keep my fingers crossed. But it's nice to be able to see what they do on the outside. So it's not just inside house living and changing things up. But what did you do to the yard? Did you, When you fenced it in, did it give a whole new vibe to the the home and how you can use that outside space as well? I mean, just a little bit that we did with, the fire pit. Just moving rock from one side of the property to, to the, the other. other. You know, of how much that really helped and increase usage of the backyard. Mm-hmm. And now as the family is starting to grow, you know, we've already kind of s- took some areas and said, okay, well, this really needs to remain a play area. But we now want to be able to plant a vineyard. So where can the grapevines be planted so that way they get the full southern facing sun all day long? You know, how do we put a vineyard into this too where it's not going to be hurting our play spaces? So you, you've you alluded to the springtime plantings. Yep. So not just the garden, but you're going to go into the vineyard. To the vineyard. Again, we, I, I've, I've had grapevines at every house that I've lived in. So have I until this house? Well, there's still time. There's still time. So we got to plant the vineyard and we need at least a couple plantings. I think uh, I went, I think it took me three years to finally get a set of vines to grow. Uh, About that. Yeah. Um, I remember the first time I I planted uh, the first winter, I cut them back way too far, but they were very resilient and bounced back. See, I never cut them in the wintertime. I always did it in the springtime. Grandpa always told me, cut it in the spring. Let them be during the winter, then in the spring, as it's starting, as you're starting to see all the shoots is trim it during that time. Well, there's going to be a lot for people to follow for us. I know. So y'all can follow us on the social media. Uh, head over to mynacusa.com. Or myrapids.com. Right. And you have a phone number. And it is 715-323-2577. Thanks for listening. All right. See you later. Bye-bye. Thanks for having us, Central Wisconsin. We hope you have a great Central Wisconsin day. See you later.